Hi, welcome to Set Free Speech, where Bible-believing individuals can come together to discuss challenging subjects. I am your host, Anthony Hinojosa, and I'm excited to welcome my think partner for this episode. He is somewhat new to our Set Free family and is actually a, a new friend, if you would, to our circle here. He's a CEO and founder of Inspire to Inspire. He's a director of Outreach for, of Voices for Awareness, and he's also a very good motivational speaker, I may say so myself. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Michael Fiore. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Thank you for being on the show, man. You're I'd asked you about it and saying like, you know, uh, if you're interested in jumping on and what it is you'd like to talk about. And uh, as people would know, and as you know, as I asked, I usually like my guests to be able to tell me, what do you want to talk about? Oh. And they usually in that place, you know? Yeah. So uh, what I would love to talk about is the purpose of pain. I love it. The subject of pain and uh, uh, and the purpose behind it is something that kind of like falls on deaf ears at times or people kind of miss the point or sometimes they don't even think about a purpose behind pain. They usually just pain is just the end of it and everything. But before we get into that subject, which is going to be a pretty deep subject within itself, people still would love to, I'm sure, know who you are because there's going to be a lot of people who don't know who you are. And uh, it's interesting to know who it is that I think that you are, but I would love to know who it is that you think that you are. So take about two minutes and tell me and the world who it is that you think that you are. So uh, I believe I'm a survivor. Nice. Uh, 20 years active addiction, 12 mm-hmm. years on methadone, uh, lost both my parents to uh, AIDS because mm-hmm. they were addicts, two grandmothers, uh, alcoholism, grandfather heroin, as well as an uncle is heroin. Yeah. So for, my, for a long time, I thought it was my destiny to be a drug addict. What I realized was that they allowed me the opportunity to create a new legacy. So I'm taking on the responsibility of the mistakes and the misfortunes because they weren't bad people. They just made bad choices Mm -hmm. to learn from those choices, to Mm -hmm. make a better life for myself and the generations of my family to come after me. That's why I see purpose in pain. I love it. You have this this, uh, powerful story that sits behind you. And there's a lot of people that get to choose, like, what are you going to do with that kind of pain? Because there's a lot of people and we know those people and we've been this people at these people at times is where the pain just doesn't really it doesn't turn into a fuel or anything. It just is like, just, it is what it is. There's your crappy hand. You know, you might as well just give up. And then there's other people. Sounds like, like yourself. It yes. says, uh, uh-uh, I'm going to make something happen with this hand. 100%. I realized, uh, we're always looking for motivation in life. Yeah. And, uh, Sometimes that motivation we cannot find. There's yeah. one thing that I've realized, whether I look for it or not, it's present and that it's pain. Yeah. So therefore, that's inevitable. Yes. So me trying to prevent pain, I think I actually didn't allow myself to learn from it and turn it into a passion yeah. and make it my life. So now that I know something's always present, mm-hmm. uh, just like my addiction will always be at my side. I will never get ahead of it. It will yeah. never fall behind. How could I now use it? Like I use people and everything in my life mm-hmm. to get me that drug. Mm-hmm. How could I use all of that now to help me prosper, not just for myself, to help others see the value that there is in pain? How exciting. I can't wait to get into it, man. Before we jump into all that, what we're going to do is I have a segment here called the 10 Hardest Questions Ever. And this is an opportunity to be able to kind of ask you some random questions, some of them deep, okay. some of them not deep at all. But uh, this is kind of an opportunity for our audience to kind of get to know who are they listening to. Sure. Who's, who, they, who, who makes What makes this guy qualified to be able to speak into my life? And so, again, these are kind of like just to be able to see who Michael Fiore is. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. First question. What was the last great movie that you watched? Last great movie that I watched, mm-hmm. um, probably Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. That's like back in the nineties. Yes, <laughs> and I haven't I haven't watched television in about two years. Okay, all right. So uh, yeah, it's just not something that I uh, these eyes and ears are sure. 
Looking forward to it's these days. It's all good. But yeah. hey, Shawshank Redemption is a great one. Yes. That's a really good one. That's a pretty good choice. I like that. All right, second question. If you had an extra $100,000, how would you spend it? An extra $100,000, yeah. how would I spend it? Oh, wow. Good question. Uh. My mind always goes to helping others. Okay. So uh, whether it could be something in Skid Row or mm-hmm. giving back, it's not something I would. My usually my mind would go, let's go buy something for sure. myself. Sure. Uh, they say money don't bring happiness. Sure. It brings happiness when you spend it on other people. Absolutely. Uh, what about a little bit? What about a little bit for yourself? Maybe buy, maybe buy yourself <laughs> I mean, maybe yourself? I'll pay my rent for a couple you months. <laughs> you know? That's about it, though. That's good. No, I'm sure that's enough. The rest of it can go to everybody else. That's good. I like that answer. Um, third question. What is your biggest failure, and what did you learn from it? My biggest failure was... Um, biggest ooh, failure. Hmm. Biggest failure. See, what did I you don't learn see things as failures. I love no it. I love um, it. Just give me any answer you so got. So my, I guess my my biggest mistake sure. was believing that there wasn't a God. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. What did you learn from it? What I learned from it is that he does exist. <laughs> That's pretty self-explanatory, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think there was. I learned that there was. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. All right, cool. Here's another one. This is a thinker, I'm sure, unless you have it right at the tip of your tongue. Who are the three people who have been the most influential to you in your life? Three most influential people. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely my mother. All right. She was my best friend. Thanks, uh, she understood the addiction. Second would have to be my COO. Okay. Um, when I came up with the... The idea before it was even a vision, before yeah. I even turned into action, inspired to inspire while living in treatment. Yeah. Uh, everyone made fun of me, and he was the only one that told me that I was sitting on a gold mine. I love and it. to this day, he's still my confidant. Good. And um, the third one is a recent one, and it's going to have to be uh, Chief. Yeah. Chief's a good person. Yes. I'm learning a lot from Chief by hanging out with Chief. <laughs> he's got yes. a lot of wisdom in yes, that, man. he does. <laughs> Those are three solid people right there. Yes. It's nice people to have in your corner, right? And obviously very influential. All right, next question. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? If I could have a billboard with anything on it, it would uh, probably be the faces of all these kids that are being uh, lost to fentanyl poison every mm, five minutes. That would be that would be a, um, a strong billboard right there. Yes. Because people need to be reminded mm-hmm. that it's... Killing us, one hundred percent. It's killing us, and if people are unaware of that, it's time to make people aware. It's a weapon of, that. of mass destruction, absolutely, and it's killing people faster than a lot of other things. I'll tell you that. But yeah, awareness of that would be a good thing for sure. Next question: If you can turn back time and talk to your eighteen-year-old self, what would you tell him? Mm, mm. That's a good one. What would I tell him? You're gonna make it. You're gonna make it. That's good. I've had I've had a couple different answers from a couple different people, and be like. Yeah, it was that and I, bet on Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> You're going to make it, kid. Yes. Also, here's a little tip. <laughs> bet on Tom Brady. <laughs> That's good. All right, next question. What is your tip? Yeah, excuse me. What is your best tip for making the world a better place? Becoming the change you want to see in this world. Okay. Be the change, man. That's it. Be when the you change. become the change, your world changes. When yeah. your world changes, the world around you changes. That's right. So therefore, you just just change the world. Influence, right? That's it. That's all it is. Just influence. That's good. I like that tip. What would you pick for your last meal? My last meal? Michael Fieri is a murderer. He's, 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 so, he's been on it for a while now, and he's, he's, it's time for him to go. This We're going to put him to death. This is an easy right, one. Go. Uh, my mother's breaded chicken cutlets, her mashed potatoes, her fresh green beans, and corn on the cob. <laughs> 
Oh man, that was an easy one. I miss <laughs> I miss that meal more than almost anything right now. I love it. I gotta say, you're the fourth person on the show. I think fourth person who said something about their mother's cooking. Yeah, <laughs> that's just the answer. Well, my wife is is gonna have a hard time <laughs> pleasing me. <laughs> Mom, I need you to teach this woman. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. All right, cool. Ninth question. Vacation exploring or vacation relaxing? Exploring. Exploring. 100%. You want to see the world, huh? Yeah. So if you're going out to any places, you probably won't be spending much time at the hotel, huh? No. No, I didn't didn't go to rest, right? You know, especially being in addiction for 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, I'm in retirement now. Yeah. You know, you put 20 years on a job, you get retirement. So my recovery is retirement, and that is to explore what life has to offer. That's right. Not to relax. That's right. Comfortability, you don't grow. To you, you're like, I've had my rest. I had it. I had it. (laughs) It's time to go look at the world. What's out there? What's outside of these, uh, Mm -hmm. these hotel rooms, right? 100%. I love it. All right. Here's a very last question, okay? What does the words set free mean to you? Set free. Set free, what does that mean to me? Um, no chains, no bondage. Um, the ability to move without doubt. Mm. True freedom, right? Mm-hmm. That's a good answer. I like that. Being able to move without doubt. It's not just a physical freedom, but it's a mental freedom as well, right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can start tapping into the emotional freedoms and also the spiritual freedoms as well. Yes. Well, that's our portion of the podcast that is structured. <laughs> Everything from this point on is going to be uh, how it is that you and I can speak on a very specific subject, which is the purpose behind the pain. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, I've talked about them this specific subject with plenty of people in the past, plenty of people um, on this podcast, not necessarily. Um, I've talked, uh, we had to talk with Fausto about like the the feeling of um, how come bad things happen in the world if God is such a good God, right? Mm-hmm. So we talk about despair and the feeling of all that type of pain, right? But the purpose behind the pain and actually putting the motivation behind it is something a little bit different. And it's something that it is that you speak on a lot. Yes. Because it's something that you experience and on top of that, you believe in it. 100%. And so you walk around telling all kinds of different people and on the mic and off the mic and everybody else, I'm sure in between, telling that there's gotta be some sort of purpose in the pain and there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. Why do you think you gravitate towards the subject so much? Because um, I used to sit in my pain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I no longer, the way I heal my wounds is I highlight them. Mm-hmm. Right, um, you know, becoming coming to set free more often in Bible study. Yeah, one of the things I I keep hearing to myself whenever something happens in my life that at the moment I'm not happy with is all things work together for good. Mm. And if everything works together for good, and you know, my knowledge of you know Christianity is not there yet, but the way it feels to me is the devil is a necessity. Yeah, right. Without the devil, we wouldn't need faith. Right, right, right. So therefore, the opportunities that we get. By getting tempted by the devil mm-hmm. and not falling into it actually pushes us closer to God. So every time I'm tempted by the devil, I get a trigger or I get a craving. I'm being allowed the opportunity mm. to receive blessings beyond my wildest dreams yeah. if I could just go and give it to God. Imagine that. I can't believe how easy it is, right? <laughs> how it is, how like easy it is today, right? Yeah, yeah. Like just give it to him, you know? And, you know, pain is, if you if you think about it, Muhammad Ali didn't start counting his sit-ups until it started to hurt Mm. you know what i'm saying like it's the you know life death is the most comfortable place we will ever be in right no stress Mm. no nothing no Mm -hmm. bills no nothing right so the opposite of 
death is life. Yeah. The opposite of uncom- of comfortability is uncomfortability, mm-hmm. right? And I was an addict I used to be comfortable. Yeah. And it got me nowhere. So like the, the, the purpose of the pain of the 20 years in active addiction has allowed me to now grow because now I'm starting to count those sit-ups like yeah. Muhammad Ali was, right. right? So it's not wasted time. None mm-hmm. of it was wasted. Mm-hmm. If you could actually learn from it, take mm-hmm. advantage of that time by applying those lessons and everything that happened in whatever wasted time you think is wasted yeah. and apply today, you will take advantage of time so nothing is wasted all things happen together for good i love it i love that you talk about like wasted time and like the wasted efforts that come into it because what ends up happening is that every single one of us one way or another we're going to feel pain Mm -hmm. whether it's a righteous pain like something is good's happening but it still is painful or pain has brought on on ourselves yes right so no matter what sorry but you're gonna have to feel pain the bible talks about that talks about it's better to suffer for good than it is to suffer for evil Mm -hmm. gonna suffer right 100 percent when you start thinking about like time wasted and like there's so much time that I've wasted on pain and did nothing with it. The pain was just, it was fuel for something and I just trashed the fuel. Mm -hmm. I didn't even do anything with that fuel for me to be able to recognize now in my life. You know what? I'm not wasting pain anymore. You talk about it as an opportunity. The enemy comes in and says, Hey, what's up? Here's the situation. What you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And for us to be able to say, you just, you don't know what you just did, Yes, but you just gave me an opportunity to be able to level up big time and I'm be able to transform that fuel into something that's going to shoot me out into the stars. I'll begin to be able to not just get to the next level, but I'm going to be able to influence other people around me to do the exact same thing. And if we can all understand that, then we're an unstoppable team by that point. Mm -hmm. And that's like the one thing that we're missing though, right? It's because again, what we try to do most of the time is whether people are getting sober, uh, believing in God, changing their lives one way or another, what they expect is when these things happen, these good things that happen, that pain should be obsolete Mm -hmm. after that pain goes away. But the reality ends up coming into the mix and saying, oh, no, 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 no. The pain might have just started. Yes. In fact, it may be that point, like he had sent, uh, mentioned about Muhammad Ali, maybe it's time to actually start counting. Yes. Because it's actually going towards something. Yes. Now, in the past, you've actually, ha- you're in recovery yourself, yes. right? In the past, you've had some pains that you probably, like, you didn't really use towards anything, right? Yes. When do you think that moment came where you actually started using pain to your advantage? Um. So, I was in treatment uh, 2021. I had just detoxed off of the 12 years and 120 milligrams of methadone. My mother passed away while I was in treatment. Mm. I was three weeks clean yeah. at this point. Oof. Um, my one of my mantras is perspective equals potential. Yes, right. Um, when she was removed, this God's wisdom is so great, right? Yeah. Uh, my plan B was removed. Yeah, she was somebody that enabled me. She understood the mm. disease. I manipulated her love for my father to get what I needed from her. So now, when Plan B was removed, if you have a Plan B in anything you want to do in life, Plan A is never going to be executed. You never give enough you, to it. You're yeah. never going to execute yeah. uh-huh. it. So when it was removed, it was like fight or flight time, yeah. and I had to find myself. And I learned what self love was when I lost my mother. Uh, self love is not a feeling. Self-love mm-hmm. is an action, right? Mm-hmm. And the Bible teaches us it's patient and That's it's right. kind. Uh-huh. Those are not feelings. Those yeah. are actions. That's right. So I started to understand that it's actions that I need to take, right? Because yes. this is how you love your enemy, right? Mm-hmm. You love your enemy by doing things despite how you feel. Yes. Your enemy gets you angry. You don't argue back. Mm-hmm. Again, another opportunity because you were mentioned in pain. There's two pains, pain of regret or pain of discipline. 
Mm. You get to choose, right? And That's I right. understand people feel they don't have discipline. You know how much discipline it takes to not have discipline? Mm. You know how much discipline it takes to keep yourself on the floor and hate yourself and tell yourself you can't do something and repeat the same thought over and over until it becomes a belief? It takes more work to not fight for your life than to fight for it because you're fighting either way, yeah. either towards your demise and your destruction or you're fighting towards your destiny. Yeah. Like we're doing everything we need to be doing. Even in this moment, if you're listening to this and you feel you don't have it in you, it's in you. You just got to change your perspective and start highlighting things because what's the point of finding a negative in anything? Yeah. If there's a negative, there's a positive. Yeah. There has to be because how would you know it was negative if there wasn't a positive side to it? That's true. Everything is not just on this like level playing field of nothing. Yes. It's all working towards something it's all building towards something one way or another i cannot have a great day i cannot understand or appreciate a beautiful day if i didn't have a few cloudy days yes and i can't appreciate the cloudy days if i didn't have any sunny days yes. to be able to understand life understand life's uh, ebbs and flows it's not necessarily about how life already is it's about how it is that i'm applying myself to it mm. already because i can't change the world no. i can't change the weather i can't change all these circumstances outside of myself which means that I'm the only thing that can change. Mm -hmm. So the perspective begins to change. I tell people all the time, it was a beautiful day before you noticed it. You are the one who showed up. You're the one who noticed it. You're the one who had a different perspective on certain things. To be able to change that takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of work to get to that point. Now, you started mentioning already that uh, it was around the time where you lost your mother, yes. which I uh, condolences. Um, when you lose something like this, what was the moment where you started putting pieces together? What did that look like for you when you started seeing purpose and pain? When I started to feel the regret. Mm. Uh, regret is a tool, right? Regret, remember, yeah. perspective equals potential. Regret means that you see value today in this moment in mm -hmm. something that you didn't see value in when it was actually happening, yep. right? So therefore, if you have regret, therefore, you mean you have remorse. Mm -hmm. So why is there any kind of shame coming in your life? Because the people that do wrong or hurt others, they don't care. They keep it moving. They don't have regret. They don't have remorse, yeah, right? right? So once I started to realize that I had regret and I had remorse it made me to start thinking about what do i have today that if i lost it today tomorrow i'd regret it mm. and that unconditional love that my mother gave me um because i whispered in my mother's ear in her last hour yeah. and she was unconscious and i made her three promises and i finally kept some promises in yeah. my life right one was that i would give this world so much love that when they ask me why i will tell them that well this is how my mother loved me yeah two i told her i will show the world the value of an addict. We already know the value of one addict to another. Yes. The only way we're going to break stigmas is if we go out into the world and get those looks and have people say things about us, but yet still want to work with them. Mm -hmm. Three, I would, I told them that the addicts would change the world and why I feel we're chosen, right? Yep. If you know addicts in recovery, it don't matter what religion you pray to, it don't matter your creed, it don't matter your sexual orientation, what you look like, we work with each other. That's right. We're living in a world where racism runs rapid, tyranny mm -hmm. runs rapid. We're the only ones that could actually show people what it would be like to live in the darkness, mm -hmm. find the light in the darkness, mm -hmm. and then actually prosper with a mental illness that's actually running people to the the, the bonds right yeah. now. So uh, for me, it, that's when uh, it really changed when I started to understand the power mm -hmm. in everything that I thought was bringing me down. Yeah. Because there, there is nothing bringing me down. I'm bringing me down. My human right. consciousness yeah. is bringing me down. The only thing the devil gets to get control of is my human consciousness. Yes. It cannot take your soul. 
That's right. You cannot. Because if it did, I wouldn't be this person I am today. That's true. I would still be that degenerate menace to society, robbing, stealing, jail person. That was just things I did. Yeah. It's not who I am. Yeah. You know, there's a difference between the two. When you start making the things you've done, the person you are, that's when the devil has a strong hold right. of you. That, that Holy Spirit inside of us, that I don't think ever dies. Mm-hmm. Because the concept of death through my mother, what I realized is... um. Obstacles help us reinvent things, right? Mm-hmm. The only person you're going to know your whole life is you. Yeah. Only when that's guaranteed, yes. right? So when I am sad or when I do cry or when I look back and I feel this hurt, that's my way of bringing my mother back to life. Right. So death is so beyond our human consciousness, but the soul never dies. That's why people go into comas and come out and tell you everyone that was there, what was said, but human consciousness might have been brain dead, mm-hmm. but the soul is still alive. So like the whole thing with me is that there is no the opposites attract. Yeah. So if there's one, don't deprive yourself of the other one by suppressing the pain. Yeah. Use it, harness it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Build it up. That yeah. is your greatest motivator. Yeah. That's good. Do you think that in that time frame before this kind of like clicked, like in your head, would you would you would you label yourself like that you saw yourself as a victim? Yes. Yeah. 100% I see myself because of my circumstances and environment. And yeah. then this is why I feel my addiction is a blessing. My addiction taught me everything I needed to know how to be successful in life mm. today. My circumstances and environment never stopped me from getting high. Mm. I was high at Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving dinner, work. So if I was able to do it for the drug, I've already been doing all of this. Yeah. But, but on the wrong mindset. So mm. I don't believe in the ideology, what's one thing you got to change everything. I don't believe in okay. that. I believe we just got to change our perspective. Yeah. The grit, the motivation, the determination, the critical thinking, the courage, everything that it takes to be an addict yeah. and live that mindset, that lifestyle, that way of living mm-hmm. is everything that if you could just transferable skills, mm-hmm. if you could just transfer it with a different perspective, because recovery is not the absence of drugs. That yeah. It's a portion of it. Yeah. It's a mindset. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of living. It's yeah. something just like with the Bible when I'm learning. You don't define those words. Yeah. You live those words oh, yeah. right and a lot of people could spit it out a lot of people could define when you're defining it i don't think you get the wisdom from it yeah. you read it you apply it mm-hmm. everything's application yes. right so yeah so for me that's when uh that's how it really works for me so in the concept of application because <clears throat> i know this as a bible teacher myself and somebody who loves going into these places of like theory turning into action action being a a motivator or more so an influence to other people to start understanding theory to action yeah that whole back and forth, there's a middle part. <clears throat> and the middle part is a place between theory and actually getting it done and seeing the results of it, right? Okay. And that middle part usually is that place of, I don't know if it's actually going to happen, mm. the doubt, mm. the, is this really that easy? Is it really that hard? Whatever it is that falls in between. It takes time. That's what I've realized. A lot of people know things, theory, mm-hmm. but man, it takes a long time for them to be able to put into action actually turns into wisdom. I would love to know. How long do you think it took for you to be able to get to theory of being able to notice if it was around that time that when your mom passed to say, you know what, this is something that is an opportunity for me before that point to a point to where you are right now. And even if it is still learning, where do you, how long do you think that, that it took for you to get to that point? I don't know if I could give you a specific time frame. Sure. Uh, I could tell you because for me it goes towards actions, feelings. Right, Mm -hmm. so I understand my thoughts. So the mind, I think, is meant to explore, not to draw conclusions. Sure, right. Mm -hmm. I would draw conclusions. There's a quote: uh, "My life is full of terrible misfortunes, which never happened." 
mm, right? Of course. So I would I would come to conclusions in my mind for things rather than just explore them. Yeah. Now I explore them so I prepare for mm. outcomes. I still make mistakes. Yeah, of course. I meet people and I choose them to be who I want them in my life when God has a different sure. you know what I'm saying sure. plan, right? Yeah. So what I'm starting to realize is now when I'm meeting people, just explore the opportunities by putting the expectations of what I think they should be. I'm allowing the devil an opportunity Mm -hmm. to come in my life and make my life real difficult. Right. Faith. uh, Martin Luther King said it's taking a step without seeing the stairwell. Mm. Right. It's something we can't see just like recovery. It's not something you could see. It's actions Mm -hmm. that you have to take to get your life better. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was more, it kind of just like happened for me. And this is why I, I, it's not me. It's not. Yeah, of course. Because for me, 20 years, my thinking got me in really tough positions. Yeah. Um, You said time, right? So it's an acronym for me. Mm -hmm. Things I must earn. That's good. Things I must earn. Things I must earn. So, God, when it's your time, it's your time. Yeah. And I just believe, because if my mother was alive, I would not be living in California. Yeah. I would still be with her. Mm-hmm. I would not be chasing um, this dream. Mm-hmm. I, it, my dream, it's weird. It's not a vision, right? I can't see it. Mm-hmm. And it used to bother me that I couldn't see because therefore I didn't think it existed. Mm-hmm. I feel it. And yeah. then when I came to the conclusion on that one, even though I shouldn't be, but my conclusion <laughs> on this one is the reason I can't see it is because that's where, that's where it could only go, hmm. right? This life is a life beyond your wildest dreams. You want to cap it. God is not allowing me to see it because there is no cap to it. Yeah. Or maybe I can't see it because it's not me the only one that's dreaming it. Hmm. Maybe God is bringing us together for this great awakening right now. Yeah. And if I see it, I'll make it more about me yeah. Than, the, the, than the macro. Yeah, right. right I'm going right. to make it the micro. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and it's not me. It's the macro. Mm-hmm. So not really a specific moment. It kind of just like happened. Yeah. And that's how, if you can't explain something, then give the glory to God. Yeah, that's Holy Spirit. That's it. That's 100%. It. 100%. I love that. Because it really is like this. Um, it's not necessarily trying to control a formula by a point. Mm-hmm. It's being able to see something and saying, okay, this works. I don't know why it works per se at times, but I'm just going to keep doing it. And then eventually, the discipline behind just doing it, you begin to get the understanding behind. Mm-hmm. It usually happens that way. <clears throat> your feelings follow your your actions. Mm-hmm. You do something, do something, do something, and you're like, I don't know, I just don't feel it. It's like, it's fine. Just keep doing it. Eventually, it. your feelings will catch up. Yes. And when your feelings finally catch up, that's when peace comes to the mix. And you're like, I'm so glad I was doing it. Because a lot of times, because my feelings didn't catch up, I just wanted to quit. And then the feelings get to get ahead of my discipline. And then all of a sudden I'm back in my yeah. feelings all over again. But there's this very specific understanding about how it is that we see the world around us, suffering, purpose, uh, pain, and being able to understand that there is a, a way of going about things. I talked about this with um, Migs not too long ago, that we are in wisdom supposed to practice what it is that's right. And that's Proverbs, right? Mm-hmm. We then get to the point to realize that not everything happens in your favor because you don't control the world. That's Ecclesiastes. It has a lot to do with meaning. Life is meaningless. What's the point? What's the point? Mm-hmm. Then the last piece of that wisdom is the book of Job. And it's about, it's because it's bigger than you. Mm-hmm. You don't get to know about it because it's in God's plan. And that has everything to do with the idea of faith. Yes. So when you bring up faith and hope, it is that that's the thing that I'm really working towards. That's the thing that I really is the driver. The driver is faith and hope. And the little tiny rewards that I get 
I am so ridiculously grateful for on along the way that I could die tomorrow and I'm like, I hit my goal. I hit my goal a long time ago. The purpose, I hit purpose long mm-hmm. time ago. That it's no longer about the, what's the end vision? End vision's today. That's the it. end vision's what I did today. That's the only end vision because if I'm thinking about end vision being months, years, decades from now, well, then I can never appreciate what's happening today. Yes. Being able to have the faith in God, and the Bible talks about that too, saying that foolish is the man who says, next year we're going to do this business and all these different things. And he says, no, no, no. What you got to do is you got to say to yourself, today's the only day that I live in. And we talk about that all the time inside of recovery, inside Bible, inside Christian homes, inside everywhere else. You have to be able to understand, if I can't live in today, then man, I'm going to get myself all locked up on these conclusions in our head about where it is that we should be going or where we should be and all these things that it is that I think is a great idea. At the end of the day, I don't have that many great ideas. Yes. I'm only a survivor. <laughs> yeah. I'm just a good worker for the <laughs> most it. part, but I'm not a very good planner. God is the ultimate planner and he's constantly telling me these are the directions that we're going and this is actually what we're doing. Nah. For me to only be able to understand just that just that one concept, the pain is, it has a purpose. Pain has a purpose. That's that Job moment. I'm going through a lot of pain and it feels like it's meaningless, but there's got to be a bigger purpose to all of it. Mm-hmm. And that's the most important thing that we can do, especially as believers. And, um, and when we see the rest of the world kind of still going through it, what is your, what is your suggestion to people? Like when you get people that are like, they look towards you, they don't have recovery, they don't got God, they don't have anything like that. And they say, I want what you want. Mm-hmm. How do you gu- how do you guide them towards that place where you're explaining these types of things? So, I mean, the, the, the best way I could guide them, um, going back to today, right? Mm-hmm. Today is the rest of your life. Yeah. Right? Um, so how do you incorporate things to help you get through today? For mm-hmm. me, it's I honor my past. Yeah. I don't try to change it. That's right. What I mean by that is I honor it by learning the lessons, yeah. right? I celebrate today mm-hmm. by applying those lessons Mm -hmm. i expand for the future by problem solving today for future opportunities right so today is the rest of your life today is the past the present the future all in one and then it's it's more if you could accept you are where you are today right stress i forget who says it might have been gandhi or somebody Mm. stress is the the gap between your expectations and your reality Mm. the larger the gap the bigger the stress. Yeah. Right? So we all feel like we should be a lot further than when we are than this sure. moment. If you could accept you are where you are today and this is where you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. you will get better at where you are today to yeah. get where you need to go tomorrow. Yeah. Same thing with fear and anxiety. You're living in the past and living in the future. Yeah. To be present in this moment is to be vulnerable. Yeah. To be present in this moment, you have to get honest. Secrets are like anchors on a boat. Yeah. They're going to keep you in place and then people will like, well, you know, people will use your honesty against you mm-hmm. again another opportunity the devil allows us to find God right mm-hmm. because if you do that God is now showing me if someone uses my honesty against me I thank them mm-hmm. thank you because you're showing me that I'm winning yeah. the devil doesn't come at you when you're, lo- you know, you're losing yeah. and you're in his pocket by you opening up and sharing your speak, uh, secrets and getting honest you're allowing yourself to be set free that's right right mm-hmm. and when you do that you're getting closer to god and your blessings so everything to me it's like you're it's how you you want people to see you differently you got to see yourself differently that's right because how you see yourself is how you portray yourself that's right how you portray yourself is then how you're perceived mm-hmm. so everything itself we have god within us like i never really understood the power of what i'm creating in his image yeah that is a powerful powerful term to keep repeating in my head over and over again 
there's no better architect. There's no better artist. So if I'm creating his image, therefore I'm not one of seven billion. Mm -hmm. I'm one of one. Yeah. Any Mona Lisa is one of one. That's right. The the price on it is astronomical because it's one of one. That's right. I'm not gonna do this the way other people are doing it. And it's not because of my ego, because I think I'm better than you. Mm -hmm. I don't wanna go before God and him ask me, Well, why'd you do it like everyone else? Like, what do you mean, God? Everyone was helping people this way. I didn't create you to be like everybody mm -hmm. else. So my thing is to do things that people aren't doing, yeah. whether I get the looks. And again, my addiction told me that I could move forward in life with people looking at me a certain way, yeah. with people talking about me a certain way, and me not caring about it because I wanted that drug. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Again, that there's value in everything. That pain you're going through, maybe you don't even call it pain. Mm. Call it blessings. Sure, absolutely. I like how you talk about the... Uh, doing something that nobody else is doing mm -hmm. because that's what Jesus does, right? He walks mm -hmm. into the scene and he says, <clears throat> no, we washing feet. I'm washing feet. You look for what is the, uh, the missing link, the thing that we're all missing together, whatever that thing is. Sounds like in this day and age, people are dismissing pain, internal pain. People are not necessarily paying attention to it. In fact, they write it off and they say, nah, they have the same thing that we're saying right now, right? Which is, nah, everybody goes through it. Nah, everybody suffers, mm -hmm. but they're not using it. No. They just neglect it and they say, nah, it's a really kind of negative way of looking at life. Nah, it's not that important. It's just neglected. It's not a big deal. You're coming in the scene and say, I don't know, man. No. I feel like you're, that's a lot of wasted potential. Yes. There's a lot of things we can do with that. You're wasting parts that we can use to build something that's so much bigger than all of us can even imagine. Obviously, the imagination's not there. People are coming to the scene saying, oh, we can't do anything with this. And you, being an image of God, which means that you're an image of a creator, which that means that you are a creator. Yes. You see these pieces and these parts and say, I don't know, man. I feel like I can create something. Yes. I feel like it's something like, can like come out of it. It's like a puzzle together. So yeah. you mentioned imagination, right? Mm -hmm. Knowledge limits us. Einstein. Yeah. Knowledge limits us mm -hmm. without imagination. Yes. It's not what we don't know that stops us. It's what we do know yep. that stops us. Right? So if you can't get the imagination on how to use your pain to your... Like you can get wounded by it or you get wiser by it. Mm -hmm. You get to choose. Yes. You know, that's mm -hmm. why we have the power of choice. Lions wake up every day. They're lions. They can't be elephants. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We have the power of choice. And, yeah. that, and that power, we also take for granted. Yes. Like if you're sitting in your pain and you're playing, you're choosing that. Like drugs was a choice. Yeah. I don't believe addiction is a mental illness. I don't believe that's a choice. But me using the drugs was a choice. Yeah. Not only a choice, it was a decision, mm. right? Because if you hit a fork in the road and you choose to go left and you hit a dead end, you're gonna make a decision mm. to go back to the beginning and go right. So not only did I choose drugs, when I hit that dead end, I made a decision to go back to the beginning and do it again. Yeah. I'm not powerless yeah. over the drugs. The drugs are powerless without me. Yeah. I have to pick it up. I have to steal for it. I have to rob for it. You know what I'm saying? And we're being told these things. So your, your knowledge of what you know is what stops you. Kids are fearless yeah. because the knowledge of the world hasn't hit them yet. They're jumping off beds. They're acting like Superman because their imagination is so beautiful. We get into the world with all these human things and the devil's able to, you know, throw these things in our mind and you're following everyone else's lead. You know, social media, all of it. You're, everyone's mm -hmm. trying to run from the one thing that will get get you where you want to go in life. We want to suppress our feelings. We want dopamine kicks. We want, we want all these things to get us out of our own head and not sit with ourselves. Mm -hmm. When in reality, if you could become your own, I'm my own best friend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need, I don't need anyone to come for me because God is with me. Yeah. There's so much power in being able to flip things around and, or more so to finally understand mm. because that's what it feels like. Right. Yeah. I feel like I just arrived. Yes. Like in a lot of different ways, it's like, oh man, I'm not saying anything new. I didn't make anything up. None of this stuff is new. 
everything it is that I say has been written down mm -hmm. in my Bible, you know? Everything has been said has been trying to be taught by wiser men than me and young people, generations of people. Society just tosses them to the side and say, no, you don't get it. And they did the same thing to Jesus. Nah, you don't get it. Yeah. You don't understand. And when, fast forward to my life today, and I'm sure that you can uh, relate, it's exciting to know that I finally showed up. Mm. It's like showing up to a party or an event and being like, I didn't even know it was going to be like this. This is really exciting. <laughs> yes. And to be able to kind of like get into a place where you don't beat yourself up, you're just like, how much time do I got left? Mm -hmm. I'll make the best of it. However much time I got left to be at this cool party, finally show up to the wise man party, you know? Yes. I just want to know how much time I got. You know what? It doesn't even matter how much doesn't. time I got. I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to have it. fun while I'm here. Yes. And the fun is being able to, one, enjoy the blessings of the peace and everything that comes with it. And then two, the fun of trying to get other people to come on in. Mm -hmm. Dude, this is a lot of fun. You got to come on yep. in. And people be like, I don't know. It's like, dude, can you not see the smile on my face? Yep. Can you not see how excited I am about this? Nobody's paying me to do this. I want other people to be able to feel this too because I, I know what it's like to be you. I know what it's like to be you on the outside. It's like, oh, pain and oh, I'm just, everything sucks. And you're like, dude, you don't even know that pain is currency here. It is. That pain is currency here. Buys you anything you want. Exactly. You can go on all the rides here. You can get anything you want. You can have the blasts. Best time of your life here. But you got to be able to understand that you're carrying gold. And that's a lot of people don't see that. They yeah. see themselves as I'm carrying rocks and it's holding me back. It's yeah. like, well, you can. You can. Where you spend that, how you use that is mm -hmm. entirely dependent on how it is you understand the world around you. And honestly, the world out there, they're not teaching those things. No, because it's, it's where easily, if you could actually teach people to use their pain and turn it into purpose, we, government would have a problem. Oh yeah, for sure. Government would have a problem. Oh, so yeah. you got to remember that there's, there's going to, you know, I think you started off like, uh, you know, why is there evil in the world? I used to ask God that. Yeah. There's a God, then why are these? Why is there hunger? Mm -hmm. What I've realized is He's allowing us the opportunity to find each other and help each other. So yeah. it's not why these things are happening. I ask, how could I be of service? Yeah. Because that's the only thing that's ever filled this void with yeah. inside of me. And like pain, just to show you how it teaches a lesson. If there's a fire and you put your hand in that fire, you're going to get burnt. You're going to go through pain. Yeah. You're going to go put your hand in that fire again next time? No. Mm -hmm. So his wisdom, you know what I'm saying? It's the only way we're going to learn how to actually do, do things yeah. is by going through the pain, but then also getting the wisdom from yeah. it, right? Not playing the victim and understanding yes. the purpose in it. There's yeah. purpose in everything. Like the I'm... I, I don't get angry. angry ang first, anger is a privilege you give people. Yeah. You, you don't get that from me. I'm not saying I don't get mad sure. because it, it happens. But when I do, it's now, all right, let me look at my role and yeah. what's going on. Like mm -hmm. even, you know, re recent breakup with my girlfriend, yeah. right? Like it, it was my ego was hurt at first because she was the girl nobody could get. Of course. And, uh, you know, like the people that didn't like me were friends with her. So yeah. I was like, you know middle finger up at sure, you I got sure. your girl and then when you can't get <laughs> of course. so when we broke up it was my ego that was hurt and then what I realized is I chose her to be the one and that's not the one that God chose mm. for me so that was the pain and then you know speaking to God more and giving it to him what I realized is that everything's seasonal right yeah so if we can't move on from a season from a person it's kind of like staying in your shorts in the winter 
Mm. You're going to freeze. Yeah. You're never going to be prepared for that next season, right? Yeah. So am I hurting? Yeah, it was, it was. she taught me some things about myself. Some things kind of went sour. There was things I learned that yeah, of I course. love is like, you know, Chief said it's a drug, it right? Is. So when you get the drug out of your life, you go through withdrawal, That's right. right? The old me would have got with another girl right yeah, away. The old yeah. me would have tried to stay busy and, you know, because busy is another way the devil gets True. us, right? It's busy and it's productive. Busy's just doing a lot of things. That's right. Productive's doing something with purpose. That's right. What I've learned to be most productive for me is that you have to stop in order to move forward at yeah. times. And because we're always trying to move fast, speed and momentum, two different things. Mm. Speed is how fast you get from one point to the other. It has mm -hmm. no direction sometimes. Yeah. Like me and active addiction. It was very fast, no direction. Yeah. Momentum has force. Yeah. It has purpose. It has direction. If you could build momentum in your life, that'll determine your speed. I don't move fast today. The momentum I have in my life has a lot of opportunities. I'm attracting them, though. Yeah. I'm not chasing them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When you build momentum in your life and you're just that one step in front of the other, because Denzel Washington said, don't mistake movement for progress. Mm. You could jog in place all day and yep. go nowhere. Right, but the person that took them baby steps got further down the line than you. So it's it's really about that that slowing yourself down and patience. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. devil could dis uh, disguise things as blessings at times. Absolutely, God wants us to have patience. So when you get when I get these opportunities, I don't jump on them right away anymore. Yeah. I sit with them. I'm like, all right, let me do some research on this person that wants me to work with them. Let me sit on. Let me give it a go because if it's meant for me. It's not going to go nowhere. Yeah. It's going to stay there. Yeah. A lot of things have left. Mm -hmm. He hears and sees things we don't. Yeah. You know, and I've learned that with the breakup, there was things going on that I didn't know yeah. that he's seeing. It doesn't make one person bad or no. another person, you know, not good. It's just like, uh, I heard Tyler Perry said, he said it great. He said, you're a rocket ship. Rocket ship has boosters. Yeah. Once you get into the atmosphere, those boosters drop off. Yeah. And sometimes those boosters are people and they're just not going to the altitude that you're going to right mm -hmm. now. And I was like, wow. I like that, that. Yeah, that hit hard. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. What we're going to do right now is we're going to take a little break. But when we come back, I want to talk about what does pain look like today for you? Okay. And those uh, examples of how it is that you're handling in these days, whether it be practical or existential or whatever yeah. it is, uh, being able to get into that place and give people hope of what that looks like going forward. All right. Sound good? Yeah. All right, let's take a break. Don't. All right. What is your name and do you think there's purpose behind pain? Adrian. And yes, I do believe that purpose, there is purpose behind pain. It's just like Smokey Robinson says, you have to go through the agony to get the ecstasy. And that's Jesus Christ. It's pretty dang good. It's coming in hot. My name is Betty Wolfspirit Brown, and there's definitely purpose behind pain. I have grown so much in the pain that I've had, through the pain I've had this last year. It's brought me closer to God with it every day. My name is Justin Wilcox. Uh, yes, there's purpose behind pain because it gives you reason to keep going. Um, purpose behind pain. Um, yeah, I mean, like either, it, it can either set you down and make you give up or make you fight harder, you know, to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Kayla, and I honestly do think there's purpose behind pain because if you don't have a little pain in your life, you're not going to learn either a life lesson or grow from your certain mistakes while you're in that certain pain in your life. My name is Kevin. 
Um, yeah, the purpose behind pain for me is uh, if I didn't have the pain, I wouldn't be growing. You know, yeah. if, if if I don't have pain, then all, all feels like uh, everything's great, I'm happy. But when God allows pain in my life, whether it be some physical pain or um, my character defects pain, you know, it helps me to grow. Yeah. Especially if I surrender it and ask him to help me figure what that pain is, yeah. is and figure out how to come to a solution. I'm Trist, and yes, there's definitely purpose behind pain because without pain, there's no growth, there's no self-reflection, and you can't change anything. And also, your pain can be shared with someone else that's going through pain and needs encouragement to get through what they're going through. That's a great answer. All right, we're back. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> um, in the first half of our podcast, we kind of really talked about what this purpose to pain looks like, and uh, more so, kind of like the theory behind it. Like, this is what we're thinking. This is what we're, you know, how we're feeling about it. We have a pretty good understanding about it. But we're a bunch, a couple of young kids. Like, what do we know, right? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the only thing that ever makes something real is the experience behind it. To yes. be able to say it's the results that's showing what it is that I have. So for you, uh, how long have you been really, do you think that you've been at this game of like, you know what, pain's purpose? How long do you think you've been at that? Um, like I said, since my mother passed away. So on Thanksgiving of 2021. Okay. So that's a bit over a year. Yes. A bit over a year that you've been in that place. All right, cool. Anybody who's listening to that, depending on how prideful they are, they will say, eh, it's youngster, right? Yeah. We see that a lot. We see it in the rooms, these you know old yeah. timers and stuff like that are constantly like that. But the Bible says, don't let them despise your youth. Mm. Don't let them take that away from you. Because what's important is that you have a passion when you're young and when you've just learned something about wisdom, it's exciting. Yes. It gets to that place you're like, I just want to apply this everywhere that I go. Yeah, I want to paint clouds. Yeah, exactly. Clouds, I'm yes. praying for suffering by that point <laughs> <laughs> because I understand the, the whole entire purpose of it now. But there is still this humbling experience of being able to know that when those moments came and when those moments come, I'm not perfect at it. I'm not great at it. But you know what? I still believe in it. Mm-hmm. I would love to hear a couple of examples early on in yeah. this journey and even examples of what it looks like now okay. of uh, what did that look like applying this theory of purpose being pain and what did that look like for you almost step by step? Run me the play. What do you so, think? So uh, I guess we'll use my mother as the first example. Yes. So, um, you know, the woman that gave me life and birth also pumped life into me in her death. And, wh- and what I mean is um, I don't mourn my mother. Right, mm. mourning is going to make me play the victim. I celebrate my mother by how I live today. She walks with me in every step. It's like legacy. Yes. So the celebration of my mother, what it looks like, she is the why. Yeah. Why I will never pick up again, mm-hmm. at least today. Right. We don't like the future trip. Um. But I'm the how, and what that looks like is whenever I experience some kind of pain, I no longer keep it to myself. Yeah. I am no longer selfish yeah. with my pain. Mm-hmm. I share my pain, whether it's my social media platform mm-hmm. or seeking counsel from people that have years on me mm-hmm. and wisdom. One of my biggest cheat codes, right, with the pain is mm-hmm. the journaling. 
Mm, journaling. That's journaling. a good one. Um, you get subconsciously conscious when you journal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. When I'm talking and I have a conversation with somebody, you know, people could probably relate. When you're done with that conversation, you always look back, oh, I should have said this. I sure. should have said that. When you write your thoughts down on paper, mm-hmm. you're able to process. Yeah. You're able to take your time and get those thoughts. There's something about, like for me, my addiction speaks to me in my own voice. Mm. For everyone else that's not an addict, the devil speaks to you in your own voice yeah. sometimes, right? You get manipulated right when you write things down on paper I don't you know if you could identify when you read it it doesn't sound like the way you speak yeah there, there, there's another component that's happening mm-hmm. journaling for me has been such a great tool because I'm able to also see my progress yeah right yeah I started journaling when I was you know in detox and sometimes I'll go back and I'll read and I'll be like well, that's how I used to think. And yeah. this is how I think now. Mm-hmm. So I continue because success today is not where I want to be tomorrow. Mm. Success today is where I used to be compared to where I am today. Mm. You know, so it, it's really about just breaking things down in the simplest forms. Yeah. Um, you know, like uh, just learning the lessons, the pain of this breakup. Mm-hmm. You know, and not falling into my thoughts and the temptation, not acting on impulse. Yeah. That first thought you get it's usually never the right one. Of course. It's never the right one, yeah, right. right? Like even if you're going on trial for uh, you know, some kind of crime. Sure. That first charge, that first time, it always gets broken down two or three times after. Sure. You know, so it's never acting on my first thought. And it's really speaking to people because when you speak on your pain and you let your pain out, it, it kind of like releases it out of your body. Your yeah. body wants you to release that pain. The yeah. Holy Spirit wants you to release it. Mm-hmm. And... Helping other people, you be. I got real humble yeah. by sharing my problems with people, helping people less fortunate, and then I actually got grateful for my problems yeah. because I could have somebody else's problems today that I don't have. Yeah, you know. So it's really that that journaling is really my cheat code. Yeah. So there, it sounds pretty personal, right? When you go into that place of like, uh, how can I be self-efficient and mm-hmm. uh, being able to get this stuff out of my head? Because that's mainly what you're talking about. How do yeah. I get it out of my head? You give me two things. One was a journaling thing, yeah. right? Get it out of my head and you're very and you're very right. When I write something down, I begin to see how I think, not how I talk. Mm-hmm. And when I begin to see how I think, sometimes I look at that and say, all right, now I'm talking to myself as I'm reading it back. And yes. I'm like, I don't agree with you person to just wrote mm-hmm. that down or whatever. Or be able to say, oh, I didn't know I thought that or being able to organize the beehive of my head which mm-hmm. is all my thoughts running all over the place at the same time i always tell people that's one of my first reactions of people when somebody's saying i'm trying to make progress i'm trying to do something i'm going through this blah blah, blah. i said here's your advice start writing tomorrow you need to start writing asap just start writing i don't care what you write just start writing yeah. and um and most people that actually take that advice are saying like that was really helpful like i just started writing and all of a sudden like things just started clicking in my head it's yeah. like what you got to understand is that I can't process 10 things at once. It's not possible for me. Mm-hmm. So what I need to do is I need to organize those thoughts by getting them out of my head first. Because in my head, it's almost like um, it's like a messy, a messy desk. Mm-hmm. And it's just all messy all over the place. And people ask me, how, you doing? how do you, it's, oh, it's organized chaos. BS, that's not organized chaos. It's just chaos. Mm-hmm. So what's happening is I have to get to a point to say, all right, today's the day. I'm going to organize my thoughts. And that's when you go and organize the desk by writing down everything it is you're thinking and then you get to a point where you go back and reread those things and you say okay i i don't agree with that uh let's rethink what's happening with that piece Mm -hmm. and then you can go to the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one and get to the point where you finally know okay so i don't feel that 
that or, or more so the feelings are there, but it doesn't necessarily represent what it is that I think. And that's something else to consider because sometimes I'm writing stuff down and it's a hundred percent out of my emotions. Mm-hmm. It's the difference between me writing out of my emotions and me writing out of logic. They're two different people speaking to themselves. This is one person that says, you know what you got to do. You got to get up and do this, this and that. And the other emotional state is saying like, yeah, but I really don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. And writing states, sometimes I have one or two of these things at a certain point. I can write down my emotional state. And then when I read it, I'm reading my logical understanding is reading and my emotions are what I already written down or mm-hmm. sometimes vice versa. Yes. And so when I'm looking at these things, it's a very personal thing. Nobody else is in on that. It's just me and it's God and the other version of me. (laughs) That's whatever's battling, right? So that's one piece that you've given. But the second one, you talk about service. Mm -hmm. Service is the second piece of that. And it's not surprising to me that that's helping you because biblically, the two laws, love God, take care of self, love others, Mm -hmm. community, service. What did service look like for you in that beginning part? Service for me in the beginning part uh, was loving people where they're at. And not really judging anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Service work. I did things for people while in treatment that nobody but that person knew about. Yeah, I did it. It wasn't about the old me, my ego me wanted you to know everything I was doing. It. I was real loud, right? Sure. I was loud because I needed your validation, right? Right. I recover out loud. There's a difference now. My yeah. recovery out loud isn't for you to know I'm in recovery. The recovering out loud is for those that are dying in silence to see that. Listen listen there's someone out there that's willing to take the hits for you right yep. now mm-hmm. you know and and the, the the service work really was no limits i you know was holding events for the homeless and shower yeah. units and things like that the the service work is no longer right i got to become less so he could become more yeah right? that's another one that really sticks yeah. with me um it's not about me no more sometimes i still want to make it of course, about me. of course um and sometimes i want to see me through your eyes yeah um i want to see what everyone's buzzing about yeah of you course. know <laughs> and that's not the way this works yeah like i feel it god speaks to us through people people mm-hmm. come to me and they say nice things to me and sometimes i still don't believe it because yeah. i'm 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 still battling that man within at times and i'm still battling that man in the mirror at times yeah i don't ask why no more right mm-hmm. why why were my parents drug addicts why was i a drug addict why this why why takes me to feelings sure Remember, thoughts, feelings, action. Yeah. Thoughts, actions, feelings, right? Mm-hmm. Feelings is the last thing, right? So yeah. if you hate yourself right now, look at the actions you're maybe taking in your life to make you hate yourself or actions other people are taking to make you hate yourself. Yeah. And then go to those thoughts before those actions, mm-hmm. right? So it's more like how are things having clarity, right? Yeah. Clarity leads to wisdom, yeah. right? The how, the mm-hmm. clearness of it. So it's no more, I, sometimes in the moment, I'll be like, why is this happening? And I stop myself. Yeah. I'm like, All right, what is that? what is that I need to learn right now yeah, right. like how did this really happen mm-hmm. but the the service work is um it's the, the it just keeps paying forward right yep. the name of my company is inspire to inspire mm-hmm. for that purpose yeah we all have something inside of us that can inspire somebody and it's very easy it's not your money it's not your talents it's not your passion it's your story yeah your testimony mm-hmm. if you could tell that testimony and that story it will inspire somebody which right. then will inspire somebody that ripple effect that's right being able to love somebody is the action which we mentioned before right that action is always always if it's a real love it's too much to contain mm. it's way too much to contain no one person can hold on to it and say i'm just gonna hold on to that love to myself if you experience true real mm-hmm. love 
you can't shut up about it. No. You have to pay it forward. It's just, it's an automatic. Yeah. That's why that love, that's not that real. It's not that true, un, unconditional love. That love stops at That's that person. attachment. Yeah. That's what movies teach us. That's exactly. That's what society teaches us. The car, the house, the mm-hmm. woman, the man, yep. the Rolex. Yeah, you love it. You're attached to it. Your That's identity right. is attached to it. So you're giving the devil an opportunity to remove something from your life so you could lose your identity. So therefore, remember, opportunity, you could go find God and have him take care mm-hmm. of it, or you could play the victim and be like, ah, oh, I don't mean anything to nobody. No yeah, more. right. And you discredit an opportunity. Yes. Just like, you know what? It's not important to me. Like, oh man, what a mm-hmm. missed opportunity. You know, you could have done something big. You talk about those two things. Um, purpose was... Uh, or finding those, uh, putting it into action was one, trying to figure out what's going on in this head of mine, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a huge task within itself. Yes. Right? So, all right, what's going on in this head? And the second part was to be able to help people. And it looks like a couple different things, right? But the majority of the thing is that what you said was just meet them where they're at. Mm-hmm. What is meeting them where they're at? What are you trying to show them at a certain point? What does the action look like when it comes to that? What's a what's an example of what they may look like? No names or anything, yeah. but what is an example do you think what that looks like for you? So for me... It's you're responsible for the effort, not the outcome, Hmm. right? So for me, meeting them where they're at, I'm not the type of person, if you're laying on the floor, I'm giving you my hand to pick you up. Mm. I'm weakening you. Mm. I'm the type of person that's going to sit with you on the floor until you're ready to stand. Then I'm going to stand with you. It's the empathy, not sympathy. I don't feel bad for you. Yeah. Because if you can understand the opportunity that you're being given right now, you'll understand why I don't feel bad for yeah. you, right? And sympathy would make, for me, justify sure. why things ain't happening. Sure. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's not the sympathy I'm going to get. It's the empathy. And just loving somebody where they're at is no expectations. Mm. Just because you're in a place that they're not. You don't get to tell them how to get to where you are. Right. You get to show them how you got there. Mm-hmm. You show them life. Mm-hmm. You can't give them life. God already did that. Yeah. Their eyes are open. They're yeah. breathing, right? Yeah. I think a lot of times we want to give people life. You know, we of want course. to solve problems. We're problem mm-hmm. solvers, right? Yeah. You know, problems aren't meant to be solved. Problems mm-hmm. are meant to be learned and then applied. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it's more just that free of judgment and just allowing them to know that you're not by yourself. Yeah. Like I've been there. I've done that. And just know that if I could do it. Yes. Like you could do it. I hate that cliche. Sure. But you know what I'm saying? But if you knew this and sometimes it's just not even giving someone advice. Mm. Just tell them thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your pain with me. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story with me. Yeah. I don't know how to help you. Mm-hmm. But I'm here. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think we need that more than we need. Well, do A, B, and C and you'll yep. get D, E, and F. Yep. In my opinion. I think you're right. I think that there is, uh, what we're trying to pass to people is we're trying to give power back to people, right? Mm-hmm. I want you to know that you're powerful. That's all that it is that I'm trying to get people to understand. That when I sit where they're at, instead of pulling them up, I sit where they're at because I want them to understand, oh no, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you're powerful. You may have forgotten that, but I did not. Because mm-hmm. I see you in the same way that God sees me, which is a child, a child yes. of God, powerful, royalty. Mm-hmm. Which means that when I sit with you, I believe in you, and I'm sitting with you because I know when I when I make that connection with you while I'm sitting there on the ground, we come to realize that we both have the same types of pains and we both feel the same way about things. And then when I stand up and walk away, you look to yourself and say, "How is he able to stand up and walk away? Maybe I can stand up and walk away." No. And it's those moments that are more powerful than the moments of somebody coming over and says, this is what your problems are. This is how you 
This is how you fix them. Yeah. And it's like, how, how, what makes you think that you can do what God did? There's this, uh, there's a, um, there's a scripture inside of, um, I want to say it's first Corinthians where Paul talks about this guy, his name is Apollos. Apollos, he's there. I'm there. This is Paul speaking. He says, I planted the seed. Apollos watered. God gave the increase. Mm. Which means that nobody was responsible for it growing. Neither no. one of us was responsible for it growing. We yes. had our part in that person's life, but neither one of us was responsible for growing. And that's what it makes me think of when you talk about that. You talk about this like, oh, I can't tell you what growth looks like to you because I don't, God is the one who shows you that. The only thing I can do is plant a seed. The only thing I can do is water. But when it comes to the growth thing, that's a miracle in which I can't even understand yes. myself. Yeah. And being able to just get people to understand that. Sometimes it's difficult because a lot of us want to play God. Yeah. I want to come in and say, like, I'm the one who 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 made you grow. I'm the one who told you just step step by step, just follow all these things, and you're going to be where I am today. Incorrect. Yeah. That person is not you. No. That person has their own story to tell, and the only thing they want to know, like I said, am I powerful? Because it doesn't feel like it. it. Feels like I'm weak. Feels like I got nothing. Feels like it's done yeah. over. The only thing we have to do is people that believe in a powerful God that believes in us is to tell them the same thing. Oh yeah, no, dude, you're powerful. Yeah, I don't know what that looks like, but I'm excited to see what that looks like. Yeah, and even to see that in people's lives, and that's why it's important for um, for us believers to come together to remind each other. Because sometimes we have those moments. Yeah, we begin to forget how powerful we are. We begin to forget that we can use the ammunition that is pain and turn it into a purpose. We forget that sometimes. Yeah, get caught up in ourselves. Get caught up in emotion. Caught up in a moment that happens that seems a little difficult because maybe it's not the same type of pain that we're used to. Because that's another that's another scary thing, right? So I can, I can deal with the same pains over and over because I've already seen it work and go through a pain and say, oh, I can handle that again because I know the formula now. It's like a cheat code within itself, mm -hmm. right? I got the formula. But when the new pain comes in and I'm like, uh, I don't know how to apply that same yeah. concept <laughs> to that one. I want to fast forward time from your mother's departing to the latest pain, at least the one that you mentioned, a breakup. Yeah. What was that like for you? Because you already knew this concept yes. and theory of, yes. you know, pain is purpose, but you still went through it. What did that look like for yourself, even though it was new? So the, the, the new, because it was my first sober relationship. Yeah. It was my first sober breakup. Um, the pain looked like for me, I think when God changes us, it's not a feeling. Yeah. Right? God changes us. It's a moment where we would act a certain way. We no longer act that way. Mm -hmm. The old me would have done something Messed up things, right? <laughs> I would have started getting with other women. Of I would start exposing things on social media, even though it was being done to me. Sure. I didn't do it back. Sure. Um, the, the this kind of pain, because I've been practicing, right? Practice makes improvement, not perfection, of right? Because I've been practicing this whole turning pain into purpose, it allowed me the opportunity to share my story with a lot of people in recovery that relapsed because of these breakups, yep. right? Yep. So by me being able to share that pain, mm. it actually gave me purpose mm. because now I am adding value to people's lives yeah. and allowing them to see a testimony yeah. of God's grace and mercy and protection and that he does exist. Um, but th this pain was different. This pain, it hurt because I loved her. Yeah, of course. Right. Of and course. I still have love for her. Of course. Right? And the only person I ever loved prior to this was my mother. Right. 
I didn't even love myself. Sure. Even like loving yourself is what, like we said, it's an action. Doing things despite how you feel for the betterment of yourself. Yeah. I believe love and hate is the same passion on a different perspective. Of course. It takes the same energy. So I knew how to hate myself. I did things despite how I felt mm. to cut my nose and spite my face, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it showed me my capacity mm. for love. Oh, okay. Where I could go by loving somebody, the yeah. willingness I had with it, the, the, the way I wanted to be able to be there and listen. Yeah. And one of the lessons I learned was I started to change on my perspective. Mm. Um, I highlight wounds. That's what I do. Okay. That's how I yeah. heal. Yeah. Other people heal different ways. Of course. I started to change my healing process mm. so I could heal with her. Mm. And that's one of the most valuable lessons I learned throughout this um, the time my season with her at the same time she showed me the value of it not being a weakness of a man saying how he feels in the moment or what he doesn't like in the moment right mm-hmm. what i hope i brought to her was that there are men that are willing to do what it is you need for you to be the woman that you want to become she's had some difficult relationships mm-hmm. and we all have trauma right um so I'm hoping I gave her that because I felt I was being compared to those other men. Yeah. Be- why not? Sure. You know, reference board, right? So I'm hoping the next guy she meets, I might be the one God needs her to meet, but she would never allow that opportunity until she had met me for me to break that foundation a little yeah. bit so she could build a better one. Um, but yeah, this pain's different. I'm still dealing with this pain. Of course. Um, but I'm alive. Yeah. I'm experiencing it, yeah. right? I'm present yeah. for it, right? Yeah. The drugs would just make me suppress all of it. Of course. I don't have no desire to use mm-hmm. whatsoever. And that's crazy for someone that had to get high. If it was sunny, rainy, laundry, work, yeah. everything I had to get high for. Yeah. And to have no desire of getting my heart broke. Yeah. It was broke. It's broke, right? Um, but he'll repair it. Yeah. And it'll be stronger than it was before. Yeah. And see, it sounds like you believe it's the same thing. It's a hope and a faith that everything's going to work out no yeah. matter what, right? But you're still, you're still in the middle of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this is kind of, I'm glad that we're here because that's what I want to talk about. Because there's going to be people listening to you and say, yeah, 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 sounds great, sounds great, sounds great. But I'm in the middle of it. Yeah, I'm navigating. What do, you, what, do you, what, do you, what do you do in the middle of it? People are asking themselves and they're probably asking, it's like, I really hope Michael answers the question. What do you do in the middle of it? How do you, how do you keep it afloat? How do you keep going? How, in the middle of a heartbreak, whatever that heartbreak looks like, whether it be a heartbreak of losing somebody, a heartbreak of a romantic relationship, a heartbreak of losing a job, a heartbreak of not being out around certain people all over again. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with a heartbreak with that same theory that everything's going to work out? And everything and when, it, when you wake up some days and you're like... Yeah, you know what? I don't feel like killing it today. Yeah. And like, what do you do? Uh, I guess the best way I could explain is I feel it. I don't let it consume me. Mm. Okay? I feel it. I experience it. Uh, when I'm at 50%, yeah. I give 100% at 50 mm. Right? I, I take some things off my plate. I'm very involved with a lot of outreach work. Yeah. I'm doing a lot. I take some of it off the plate. Yeah. You know, I, I wake up. My job is in treatment. Those kids need me. Yeah. From nine to five, they are getting a hundred percent of me. Yeah. Right, I have to put it on the back burner. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's not about me. Yeah. Right, and the way I navigate through it is understanding that it, it it's it is going to work out mm-hmm. because if I look at a reference board of my thirty nine years to where I am today, it worked out. Yeah, all of it worked out. Yeah. Right, even in the moment, it didn't seem yeah. like that. I don't reach out to her. Yeah, I don't text her. 
I don't call her, oh, right? Man, strong uh, man, strong man. Strong, it's hard. I actually <laughs> asked her to block me on her social media platforms because I know I go and check out her videos. Sure, like yeah, I knew I was real. gonna do that. That's real. Um, She's like, well, you could block me. I was like, yeah, but then I could still search. You, yeah, right. right. I could still um, block so, you. <laughs> like, it, it, it's not lying to myself. Mm. I know I've been down this road, right? Yeah. Like, and then there's times where I think of the good moments and I want to reach out to her mm-hmm. and be like, oh, I'm always going to love you. Yep, yep. No, no, yeah. no, we can't do yep, this right uh-huh. now. If something's meant to be, it'll be if what she thinks of me is what she thinks of me right, right? and there's nothing wrong with the way she thinks of me. Mm-hmm. me trying to reach out to her and say these good things I gotta ask myself what am I expecting mm. if I reach out to her yeah. right and what I'm expecting is her coming running back that's to right me. and if it doesn't happen that way I'm gonna be even more hurt than Ooh. I am right now that's right sometimes to heal a, a broken arm you get put in a cast yeah so you don't move yep. so the bone can heal. It'll never be fixed, mm-hmm. but it will heal. Mm-hmm. In order for me to heal, I have to stay in this cast and feel all of it. Mm-hmm. Just don't let it consume me. Don't make it stop. I still wake up and make my bed. Yeah. I take my showers. Yeah. I brush my teeth. Mm-hmm. I do my laundry. All the little things mm-hmm. that we like to put off because ah, I'm sad. No, because if you don't give 100% at 50, tomorrow you're going to be at 25. Yeah. And then you're going to be at zero. Mm. And then you're going to be in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to hate yourself. And then it's poor me. And then it's the victim. Like, I, I've been down this road, oh, yeah. you know, and oh, it yeah. did not work out too well. Mm-hmm. So it, it's really just that, that, that one foot in front of the other and make it about somebody else today. Just go out there and make it about somebody else, not yourself. I think that's good. What do you feel about, because it goes along with what you're saying right now. What do you feel about that that moment where you're doing pretty good, right? But then you feel that, you know, that feeling that comes mm-hmm. in the next day for some weird re- weird reason. You had a dream. Yeah, and I you got some memories things, everywhere. Some right songs now. triggered, whatever. Happens. Again, for anybody, through anything, it doesn't matter what it is. And you have that feeling. How long do you think that you stay in that feeling? Because you're trying to handle it before you pull the trigger and say, it's time for me to do service work. Because there's a, you mentioned this already, there's a point in which doing the service work or going to work or something of the sort is avoiding a feeling of sorts. Mm -hmm. But it's a proper balance to be able to understand I can't sit there all day long either because that's not helpful. How long, what do you do? Do you think that you sit in there long? And if you do, what do you do in that processing moment? When you're in those feelings, it's like, do you do anything in that moment before going to service. Because to be honest, service in that moment, service is a cheat code. Yes. That's the cheat code. 100%. But being able to actually, all right, I got to do a little progress while I'm here in the negative feelings. What do I do about that before I do the cheat code? Because there's a point in which if I stay too long, I'm going to be stuck there. I'm going to be stuck in the gallows of the terribleness yeah. of wherever I am, right? But there's got to be a point where I'm facing it and looking at it and dealing with it. Then I'll get to the moment where I'll last minute, wham, all right, cheat code, who's, who's, who needs help? I need to get my mind off of this yeah. thing. What do, you, do you think that you do any of those types of things when you're like sitting in those emotions? What do you think? When I'm, when I'm sitting in those emotions, I ask myself, why is this feeling hurt me? Yeah. And most of the times, 99% of the times, it's my ego that's being hurt. Yeah. It, it's something that I'm taking personally, yeah. right? Things happening to you or for you, yeah. right? I'm, I'm making it happen to me. So I have to like literally stop myself mm. and ask myself, why is this feeling hurting me so much? Yeah. And when I ask the why, remember why takes us to feelings, how mm-hmm. it takes us to action. Why? Because I'm making it about me. Mm. If you have faith, it's not about you. Yeah. 
It's not. That's right. So I like I'll sit in them and then I'll be like, you know, and most of the time it really is just my ego. I feel like I was left. I was left. Yeah. And, and then I was like, all right, well, is it a codependency thing? Sure. Do I have to start working on this now? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is it why why you know, why did I rush into it? And then I start looking at the beginning because you see how things end, you gotta see how That's things true. started, it's right? True. And things didn't start off, things started off with a lot of ego and a lot of rebellious sure, nature, right? Sure. So uh, she got with me because everyone told her not to. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? All the people that hated on me. I got with her. I mean, there was real feelings afterwards, but what got us the connection, what brought us together Mm -hmm. was her rebellious nature. Sure. And my ego. Yeah. It's a perfect perfect storm right there. Yeah, right? No wonder it didn't work. (laughs) So now it's like, what was my role in this? Yeah. So when I start getting these feelings, I have to stop. What was my role in this? And because it ended, right, doesn't mean that life is over. That's right. I'm still waking up, you know? So, like, it, I think it varies. It depends on what I'm feeling because there's a, I did kind of, like, get... Re- we used to send songs to each other. So yeah. now when I hear these songs... Trigger songs, but, I know. But now it's been, like, uh, you know, a couple weeks now. And it's like I could hear the songs and mm-hmm. not have it happen. Time heals wounds. Yeah. Only the choices you make in that time will l- allow you to have actually be healed by yeah. those wounds. Like if you're just sitting in them, just because time's passing, you're not going to be healed. Sure. You got to make choices. You got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Yes. And whatever that looks like for you, you I don't have to say it. You yeah. know it. We know deep down inside what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And it just, it gets easier. It does. It's just... <sighs> got to go through it nobody said it's simple though that's right i used to tell people all the time it's like i'm they'd be like you look kind of out of it and like yeah just i gotta get through it yeah it's like that part of the ride you're just like gotta get through there's no way out of things there's only way through that's right and one of the pieces that you talked about is the honesty behind it being able to look at self and the accountability behind that self-accountability mix says um accountability has two eyes and the one's right here Mm. and being able to have self-accountability that integrity is being able to look at self honest with self and say you know what i can i can change and own the things that it is that i can can't control the things outside of that mm-hmm. therefore i will be able to change what i can inside of that understanding of who it is that i am and what it is that i cause and i'm going to take that forward with me not backward yeah not coulda woulda shouldas none of that but being able to say what am i going to do now how am i going to treat this now going forward what can i do with that and uh, it's a rough situation but being able to understand the purpose behind all of that I think kind of like draws it in and we're going to end it kind of around this specific um, subject here is that in theory, we know the formula, but when those moments come and those new problems come and they arise, it is not easy to practice these things No, because again, it becomes this thing where like, I know what it is. You can tell me how to make a million dollars. Oh, cool. There's a million books out there to be able to tell me how to make a million dollars. The only difference between me making a million dollars and not making a million dollars is the fact that I don't really want to put in the work. And we're honest to ourselves when it comes to that stuff. So if I'm not willing to put in the work, I'm not going to get the results in which I want. Mm -hmm. So if the result that you want is to be able to get purpose behind the pain, then you better be able to get ready to get the work done. And not just assume just because you know it means that it's going to happen. Knowing it is nothing. Knowing it is only half the battle, as they say. Doing something behind it, having the action behind it is going to be able to push you to that place to find that result. And uh, that result is bigger than us. It's bigger than us. It's mm-hmm. not being able to just carry it out and say, hey, great. I feel a little bit of peace in my life. Cool. It's not just for you. It's for everybody else in the world that's being able to watch you. The people that are watching you now and the people that are going to watch you later when they hear your story. Mm-hmm. 
We're writing our stories continuously. What yeah. does my story look like? What do my story want? We're all we like. We, everybody loves loves the movie of the underdog. I don't mm-hmm. like to watch the story of the guy who just nails it through yeah, the whole entire thing. And he's, yeah. Yeah, it's a lame story. I like the story of the guy who doesn't get it together. It goes to that, that issue in his life and he can't figure it out. I'm like, I can't wait to see him come right back out of and that. And the Rocky theme song goes Yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. And, and that montage yeah, comes in, yeah. right? I like that part of the story. Yes. There's times where I wake up and I just don't want to go through it. Sometimes I leave myself in that part of the movie for a long period of time. And it's almost like, it's almost like I've got uh, writer's block. Mm-hmm. I just like sit there. And I'm like, mm, man, I got to write the rest of this story. I like, I was like gassed out by the point I got to the, and he, you know, went through terrible things or oh, breakup yep. or the life sucks. Oh man, I'm kind of gassed out. I don't feel like writing anymore. And that's what we got to get to that point to say, okay, where does your strength come from then? That's what we're always going to come back to. I believe in an impossible God. I am a limited man. I know that. Mm-hmm. I believe in an impossible God. And those moments come where I feel like saying, you know what? I don't feel like writing anymore. My strength is not sufficient enough. I need my God to be able to come in and give me that strength. And that's for that point where it becomes that theory of saying that purpose behind my pain, 100%. Hear it, truth. Feel it, truth. Yes. But when push comes to shove, will I be able to do it? Not on my own. Not on my own. I need I need that push. I need that God to be able to push me to that next place. Because, man, I get... I get depleted being able to try to do this because I can only handle, honestly, a couple of pains by myself. And by the end of those pains, (laughs) I'm panting, I'm dying over here because it took too much out of myself to be able to get there. Your story is uh, um, inspiring. Thank you. Which is, you know, appropriate for your your name. (laughs) For your name there, Inspire to Inspire. What you're you're doing here is because people are watching. And that's what I mentioned a little earlier. A couple of youngsters, right? Got some theories. It's nice. It's real cool and everything. But we'll see where you're at in two years. The yeah. stats are against you, Michael. Sorry. It's all right. The odds of life becoming is 400 trillion to one. I define those. We have to continuously understand that, oh, it's because it's not about me. Nope. See, if you're looking at me thinking that I'm going to be the winner, you got it wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be the winner. God's going to be the winner. Yeah. So you're not coming up against me. You're not doubting me. You're doubting my God. I'm going to go through those moments, I promise. I'm going to go through those moments where, you know what, pain behind per, uh, the purpose behind the pain doesn't really sound like a really great song today. But my God and my faith that I put in there, he's going to pick me up when I don't feel it. God's going to sit there with me on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he's going to say, hey, what's going on, buddy? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> kind of feeling out of it. Yeah. This whole purpose behind pain thing, it just doesn't feel real today. God's going to be like, it's okay, I understand. And then he's going to stand up, pick up a cross, and walk on off. Mm-hmm. And we're going to look at that and say, like, you know what? That's what I needed. Yeah. That's what I needed. Michael, I appreciate you taking the time to be able to Thank talk with me today. I think that uh, this is a good message for everybody to be every single person to hear. You come from recovery. I don't. Yeah. I come from a world where I've never touched a drug in my life. I've had five Still sips of alcohol. Still think in recovery, though. Exactly. I just had this conversation today over That's at That's a stigma groups. that I don't agree with. And I love it's a, that. It's a drug or drink thing. It's one of the reasons why I'm able to start breaking down barriers with other organizations yes. because the purpose and the pain. Good. I'm glad you brought this up because we'll just st- establish it right now. You and I are in recovery and what we're recovering is the fact that we're children of God. Mm-hmm. That's what we're recovering. Yes. I'm not recovering an old self. Old self? I don't want to be old anything. Yes. I'm trying to be something that I was originally planned to be. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to be my designated self, created to be what? I was created to be a child of God and this world has completely put a darkness around what that was. And what I'm recovering is 
I'm recovering the spirit, being a child of God, being that image of God. That's what we all are recovering. And I think that having a brother like you in recovery, it's going to be able to give me some energy, give me some, some, a little bit of oomph. And vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's going to be really helpful. Yeah, definitely. So before we end it out, do you got any plugs for me? Any plugs, any plugs, social media plugs? What do you want people to follow Uh, you on? So on on, uh, Instagram, it's Mike Fiore, M-I-K-E-F-I-O-R-E-118. And on uh, the most funnest app ever, TikTok, it's Inspire, the number two, Inspire underscore all one word. I love it. And on there, what do you do? You do a lot of motivational videos. Uh, We promote other people that are doing great things in different communities. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we push fentanyl awareness and prevention. We know how important that is. And basically, it's just um, a place free of judgment. You know, yeah. and it's a place where I'm making videos daily. So it's 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 what I'm going through in that moment and how I'm helping myself. I'm not telling you how to do it. I'm just letting you know how I'm doing it. Yeah, I love it. All right, cool. Well, I really hope a lot of people go to your direction and start following you and hanging out. I I want everybody to go follow Michael. You got a lot of awesome things to say. Thank you. And um, uh, for myself, just subscribe to Set Free Speech. I'm trying to get more people on here to be able to just like share stories and share um, the experience behind what it means to be able to believe in God because it's such a big world. Once you step into the world of Jesus Christ, oh my yeah. gosh, everything just starts blowing up from that point. It's really, really cool to kind of see that. But uh, to all the listeners out there, um, just remember that there's so many people out there that need love. There's so many people out there that are just begging for it and they don't have to say a word. Just come to somebody, say hi, tell them that you're glad to see them ask them a question doesn't matter just interact just interact with people it's a good first step and uh, and remember that if you show them that you're set free then you know maybe they can believe it and become set free themselves law of attraction exactly michael thank you very much thank you for having me goodbye